some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. All right, good morning, thanks of God. So we're going to sing this morning, Joy to the World, or Meg and us is going to sing it. We're going to do Megan's version of it. Much. I'm just kidding. I don't get to play guitar much. You nice. do. Just not. I don't get to play a band one. Ever. <laughs> Here. I'll take this one. Me neither. Oh, you. thank you. Oh, clash of the guitars. So, you guys didn't get to see the intro. I know that y'all can't really even find me because we're singing, really, but later on you get to see it. But we said Happy Hanukkah. No, not like that. And Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Well, here's what I thought we would do this week. We will continue in Revelation, at least today and tomorrow, and then maybe Thursday and Friday. I was thinking about Thursday. 
uh, teaching you guys about Hanukkah, what it's about Hanukkah. We're in, uh, Hanukkah started Sunday night, and it will go till to next Monday. It's an eight-day celebration. What is Hanukkah? Well, tune in Thursday. I'll teach you about it, uh, where it comes from. And uh, probably Friday we'll read the Christmas story. Uh, and do what? Yeah, well, the story of the birth of Christ is wonderful, and I love the story of the birth of Christ. And I think it's a shame, really, I guess. It, it seems to be a shame that it's only one kind of season in a year where you really read those scriptures, isn't it? I mean, I'm not saying people only read the scriptures, but that's when it's highlighted. And it's like every day we, in our heart, like, what was that? Ain't that what Scrooge said? He said that. I'll keep Christmas in my heart every day. You know, keep the birth of, of the Savior in our heart every day. So thank God for that. So Revelation chapter 18 is where we're at. But before we start reading, I would like to go and remind you of, I'd like to go to Daniel. So if you've got your Bible, let's go to Daniel chapter 2 this morning. And I... Just, I pulled up a picture of the statue that I would like to um, keep you in memory of. Now, you know that, that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that troubled him, and he asked all his wise men, tell me what it means, and no, nobody could tell him what it means, but Daniel, much very similar to what Brother Charles was preaching on Saturday about Joseph, Daniel says there's a God in heaven that can reveal dreams. And he sought out the Lord, and the Lord revealed this dream to him. He didn't, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar wouldn't even, he wouldn't even tell people his dream because he knew if he, they would lie if he told them the dream. So he said, Here's what you've got to do. You got to tell me my dream, and you got to interpret it. I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> so, uh, Daniel gets the word from the Lord and tells him the dream. And most of you know this story, but I think it, I think it is vital for understanding Babylon uh, to see this, to get this picture. Now, I actually got a picture I'm going to pull up here in a, in a moment. But so if you're now in Daniel chapter 2, I'm going to start with verse 31. He's explaining to him the dream. You, O king, were watching, and behold, a great image, this great image whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. And the image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of clay, part. Uh, part of iron, partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out of the, a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet. This is important. Of iron and clay. Then the iron, now listen to this line, and this is key. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold were crushed 
together. Whoa. And became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Guess who the stone that struck the image is? Jesus! As a matter of fact, he, this is what he's alluding to when you read about Jesus. And he says, whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, but upon whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. So until the time that the stone comes to crush the image, is there's a time of grace that we can fall upon that stone and be broken, hallelujah. But if we, if we don't and we come to the end to where it's time to destroy Babylon, the crushing is coming. Now in the explanation, let's just jump down. Now let's skip. Now all of this is good to read. Why did I, why did I go here? One of the things I want you to see is that in this image, in this dream, this is one statue. But the statue represents Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, actually, which is leading Babylon, then Medio Persia, then Greece, then Rome, and then the mixture that follows Rome. So it actually is five situations, but as I've said many times, all of these represent one thing. It's all one statue. The stone that's cut out of the mountain hits the feet. That's partly clay, partly iron. Okay? But when it does, it destroys the entire statue all the way back to the gold. Who's the goat? That's Nebuchadnezzar. So all of this, and, and the reason I'm saying it this way, it all represents one mindset, one lifting up a man against God, one world government that rules over the world. Nebuchadnezzar is the king of kings that rules over the world, okay? But the true king of kings is going to come. So now I've got an image to set this in here. Boom, I'm going to throw it up here right here. There it is. You notice in this image, the kingdoms represented. And I've got the Babylonian Empire is the head of gold, the breast and arms of silver. That's the media and Persian empires. What did they do? They took over the area of Babylon. Babylon is in Iraq. Okay, that's where it was at. But <laughs> the beast that was and is not and yet is. Anyway, the belly and the thighs. Okay, that's the Macedonian Empire, you would call it, great empire. The legs of iron, the Roman Empire. These are following in succession. At least this is the common belief in what we believe. But the feet of iron and, and toes of clay are kingdoms that come after. Now, in my opinion, I've shared this with you, which represents then the Islamic Empire that takes over that whole section as well. Okay, and it's Islamic. All of that same area is still are going on today, and most of it is Muslim today. Okay, that being said, people can debate over all of those things. But, uh, again, let's, we're in Daniel 2, and let's jump to uh, verse 44. In the days of these kings, what are these kings? These are the kings that we read about last week. 
the, the kings that have received no kingdom as of yet, but they receive power and authority one hour with the beast. Okay. In the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to another people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms shall stand forever. We're talking about the kingdom of God here, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Insomuch that you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, broken pieces, and the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver... The great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain. The interpretation is sure. Daniel says, what I've told you will happen. It's going to happen. Why did we read about that? Because this is what we're reading about in 17 and 18 of Revelation. When the stone cut out of the mountain is declaring judgment. What I'm saying is judgment is coming to Babylon. 17, we read about the, the Babylon, uh, the, the religious side of it, and we're going to continue to read about this destruction. But the king, Jesus, King Yeshua, is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. But this also, now that was Nebuchadnezzar's dream, but it also is how I think of when I read the beast that you saw is the eighth. It's of the seven. Okay, now the seven heads are a different thing. We talked about that last week. And uh, that's recorded if you want to look at that. But in this vision, what I want you to see is that Babylon, because there's a lot of debate on uh, what is Babylon? Who is Babylon? And I've shared with you that though it may be called different things, Media Persia was still Babylon. Rome was still Babylon. And so that's why I say to you, it is accurate for people to say, well, Rome is Babylon. Yes and no, because Babylon is a, it's a thought process and it's the beast that's going to come out of the bottomless pit. It's the one that was not and is, I believe. Did you know this? Who is the guy? Saddam Hussein. Did you know Saddam Hussein believed, he believed and stated, he believed he was a direct descendant of Nimrod. And do you know that he was going, did you know he was going to rebuild the city of Babylon? But before he could get it done, so the spirit to rebuild the city of Babylon in Iraq is here. And that's on the Euphrates River, by the way. All of this. It's amazing. So the spirit to rebuild Babylon is ever-present. It's ever here. And Saddam Hussein was going to do it. What happened? Well, he was taken out before he could do it, but that was his plan. Uh, okay, that all being said, it gives the image that helps us. Man, somebody's blowing up my phone. I'm going to set it down here because it's too close to the microphone. Okay, now we'll go back to Revelation chapter 8. It's the fall of Babylon the Great. There's not a, a lot of explanation. <laughs> There's not a lot of explanation that you can really give to this. It's pretty much uh, just straightforward. So let's just start here. Let me get over here on chat. Okay. And eighteen. Eighteen. Revelation eighteen. I didn't say that. What I say? You said eight. 
Revelation 18. Thank you, Brother Charles. Okay. After these things, after what things? What we just read in chapter 17, it was talking about the whore, the harlot, the great prostitute, and the judgment, right, of her, the kings burn her with fire. After these things, I saw another angel. Now, the angel that came and talked to him in 17 was one of the angels that had the seven last plagues. Verse uh, chapter 18, verse 1 says, Now another angel from heaven came, came down from heaven, having great authority. This is an awesome angel. And the earth was illuminated with his glory. The glory, the shining of this angel was beautiful, and he just sees that glory just shining over the earth. All the earth, and the earth was illuminated. Verse 2, and he cried mightily with a loud voice. I wonder how loud an angel can cry. I mean, you know, every time I read that, I'm like, I wonder what that sound like. That's what goes on in, in my head. What's he saying? Same thing as what was said back in chapter 14. Babylon the Great is fallen and has become a dwelling place of demons. You say, I don't believe in demons. Well, the Bible teaches it. Believe it or don't believe it. Believe it or don't believe it. What is it, what is it that guy that... Uh, Believe it or not, believe it or not. Yeah. Ripley's, Jesus says, believe it or not, place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit. A lot of people joke about foul spirits. Foul spirits are real, brothers and sisters. A cage for every unclean and hated bird. Another way of talking about demonic principalities and powers. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. The merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. You know, it's okay to, to have. It's okay to have money. There's nothing wrong with it. But if, if people are getting their money by the fornication and the ungodliness and ungodly deeds that goes on most of the time. I mean, most of the riches of the world, by the way, everybody, there are, there are good godly people that are wealthy and rich, okay? So I'm not saying, but most of the time, all of that huge wealth, there's so much wickedness behind it, you could not even imagine the wickedness. Wars are fought. People are just executed and killed. Some, some wars are fought just for money. Did you know that? Just to make money. Anyway, I don't need to get off on that. Verse 4. I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her plagues and lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven and God has remembered her Iniquities, You know, sins of people, they go up to heaven. And they're reaching heaven. And the prayers of the saints that are praying against these ungodly deeds, it's like those prayers rise up to heaven. And when the time comes, God answers those prayers. And he's going to answer those prayers. That's why 
we are told as Christians to, as much as lies within us, live peaceably with all men. Why are we told that? Because Paul says, that's Romans chapter 12, vengeance is mine. I will repay. I will repay, says the Lord. So God has remembered her iniquities. And verse 6, render to her just as she rendered to you and repay her double according to her works. She's going to get double of what she's dished out. In the cup which she has mixed, mixed double for her. This, this thought pattern is throughout Scripture. If you think about um, Haman makes these gallows that he's going to hang Mordecai on, guess what? He gets hung on them, right? This is the, you know, many times this evil plot that people plan against God's people, God turns it, and they have to drink that cup. A lot of the songs are like that. Lord, let them get caught in the snare that they've laid for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and brothers and sisters, it's not wrong to pray that. What's wrong is for you to try to carry out the vengeance in this age of grace. But it's not wrong for you to pray that they would be captured in their snares. Okay. In the measure that she has glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure, give her torment and sorrow. We're talking about judgment. God is judging. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen. I am no widow and will not see sorrow. In other words, she's not a widow. She's never had a husband. She don't, she's no widow. She's not submitted to anybody. I will not see sorrow. Therefore, verse 8, her plagues will come in one day death and mourning and famine she will be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judges her whoa that's all I know to say whoa that's powerful strong is the Lord God who judges her what happens with the kings and the rulers of the earth let me look at my time let's read a, li a little bit more. The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her, they're going to weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. Merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen and purple, silk and scarlet, and every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron, marble, Cinnamon, incense, fragrant oil, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, chariots, and bodies and souls of men. Wow, let's stop there, verse 14. For God judges her. 
now we're not only talking about, in my opinion, we're not only talking about the religious, world religious system, but also the judgment now is merging in together with the judgment of this world uh, government system. Think about this. You know what? You know what? The, you know what? Really, people worship more than anything. You know what? Really, people worship more than anything. The Almighty Dollar. Which all of these things in our day, it's all transferred into dollars, right? Imagine what happens when all of the money in the accounts are gone. What, when the economic system collapses because judgment of the Lord has come. What's going to happen with people? Do you know what, what amazes me is this is even deeper than that because yes, it all is deeper. these things that they're talking about are things that people bartered with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not only the collapse of the cash that we, our system rolls on, but oh, yeah. even the things that you would barter with, you know. Yeah. Because there's this thought in your mind that, well, if everything collapses, then everybody will have to start bartering again. Well, what if there's nothing much there to barter with? Well, I mean, you can't eat gold. No. <laughs> as long as you can swap it for food, you're okay. But, but here's the point, and I want you to look ahead. Look ahead in this scripture. Not everybody is weeping. There's a group of people that's rejoicing and praising the Lord. <laughs> They're going to be shouting and praising God. I wonder who those people are. <laughs> All right, love you guys. Uh, I hope this has been a good Bible study. Really, there's not a lot in here to, to say. You know, I was thinking this, I was like, Lord, what, what can you say? I mean, he's saying it all. <laughs> I don't really know what to add to it. It's best in some of these places just to read it, you know. This is the judgment of this great world system. The, the religious system and the world system is going to be judged by the Almighty. I can guarantee you it's coming. Yeah. Just asking really quickly, is it um, still fuzzy for all y'all? It is for me. Um, Are you guys seeing me fuzzy today? It is not fuzzy on YouTube, so we don't think it's the camera. Uh, but no, it's not the camera. It's either my internet or it's somebody backing off my abilities. Anyway, love you guys. Let's uh, go ahead and get off of here, and we will probably finish chapter 18 tomorrow. That way, after Christmas, I will talk about chapter 19, uh, which describes the return of our Lord. Hallelujah. Yep. And I love it, love it, love it. So uh, we will try to finish 18 tomorrow. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Yes, you are fuzzy wuzzy. Fuzzy wuzzy, we is. Okay, I want to see what I can do about that. I don't know if I can do that. Maybe it's my internet. Maybe I got too many people on the internet. I love y'all too. Have a good one. Let's say the Lord's Prayer before we leave. Say the Lord's Prayer with me. Here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I right, love you guys. See you tomorrow.